Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Lily Kate Show. I'm so glad you're all here today. It's good to be back. I know I took a little bit of time off to do a speaking tour, which was so fun. And we're going to definitely talk about a lot of those clips that I got in future episodes because, my goodness, college campuses, especially in the East Coast, are very insane. But first, we have some news to cover. On Sunday, President Joe Biden appeared in an interview with basically a man who thinks he's a woman to discuss bans on gender-affirming health care and other relevant legislation. And of course, the first thing you need to know about that is when the left says gender affirming care, what they really mean is the legal ability for children to chop themselves up and make themselves look like surgically the opposite sex. And unfortunately, more times out of not, that permanently sterilizes that individual for the rest of their life. So they are not allowed to reproduce and not allowed to feel any kind of sexual pleasure and totally destroys their hormonal tracts, not to mention destroys their actual bodies. Uh, Mr. President, this is my 221st day of publicly transitioning. God love it. Thank you. I am extremely privileged to live in a state that allows me access to the resources I need. And that decision is just between me and my doctors. But many states have lawmakers that feel like they can involve themselves in this very personal process. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. And it's funny because the economy is literally in shambles. Parents are sprinting to the polls because their kids' education and I might say indoctrination is turning into basically a pronoun and pornography class. And basically the world as we know it is dramatically, dramatically changing because the United States is backing down from even helping anyone nationally or globally from defending their own borders. But Joe Biden, as his priority before the election, brings up a man who is mocking women to preach to women about being feminine. So that's all you need to see. It is less than two weeks from the midterms where the Democrats are actually about to get wrecked. I was just voting today, early voting. And I mean, in my town, which is not like a huge town, and I went to a very uncommon location to vote, the line was out the door and around the block. So people are motivated and angry. Yet the Biden administration is like, you know, would be a really good strategic move. Let's talk about trans issues again. Well, let me tell you, people are not showing up for trans issues because trans people and people who have gender dysphoria and are radically active about pursuing legislation and being vocal about about their affirming care quote unquote, that's a very small minority of the population. And really, the voters are not showing up for that. And so if I was a Democrat and giving the Biden administration strategic advice, I'd be like, why in the world would you focus on a trans issue when you know that's not going to mobilize a lot of people? But if I was a Republican or any other kind of sane person, who wanted the Democrats out of office, the exact thing I would advise the Biden administration to do is to basically go really hard on the trans issue, go in on issues that nobody cares about, issues that are extremely radical, issues that are completely and utterly unpopular with middle America and the average voter, and ignore every other important issue that your administration has basically caused. So strategically, um, as a Republican, as a conservative, I could not be happier about the strategy of the Biden administration basically just touting a man who literally thinks he can be a woman and making that their priority because it's going to help the Republicans win. But on a larger issue, this um, individual who is interviewing Joe Biden 
named Dylan basically started going viral after he decided one day to cross dress and then come up with this series called girlhood or being a girl or the joys of girlhood on TikTok. Now it's funny because he did a podcast sponsored by Ulta and I know you've seen this clip with another dude another man who literally feels like he's a woman called the joy of girlhood and as Tim Poole pointed out two males doing a podcast on this exact topic is literally the definition of mansplaining. It's two men explaining to women, trying to relate to women on how to be a woman. And I find that highly offensive because girlhood, as it turns out, isn't something that you can buy from Ulta. Womanhood is not something you can order on Amazon Prime and it shows up in the next few days. Makeup, dresses, and heels do not make you a woman. They can make you appear feminine, sure, but it doesn't mean that you're a woman because a man can never become a woman. Are you guys familiar with blackface? Well, basically, Dylan, this TikTok star, is doing something called woman face. He is impersonating women, which is the appropriation of the reality of womanhood and is also fetishizing femininity and making a mockery of femaleness. If it's racist for a white actor to impersonate a black character for laughs, is it not sexist for men to dress as women for entertainment or to satisfy their own lusts and desires? See, the most important aspect of femininity and womanhood and femaleness is being dismantled and actively swept under the rug in our society. We are told that, of course, men are still oppressing us, that we should not get married ever. Women are told that the desire to have a family, children, and a husband is unnatural and will chain us down from achieving our destiny in the workforce of corporate America. Of course, women are encouraged to be angry, outraged, kill their babies, even when 50% of the babies in the womb statistically are women. We are told that femininity is useless and any desire to be feminine is a product of male oppression and social stigma, except if it's a man wanting to be female and a man wanting to be feminine because in that case it's the highest form of any kind of feminist empowerment that you can reach we're also told that women empowerment is directly linked to how much skin we can show on our bodies and how much money we have in our bank account we are told that we should be a feminist or we are not a real woman but we're also told that the word woman doesn't have any definition and we are told to shut up when male athletes compete in our sports and participate in our beauty pageants or buy makeup from Ulta and do a podcast preaching about the joys of girlhood with literally another man in the room. We are told that anyone and everyone who wants to be a woman can indeed be a woman. Honestly, when they say that, it makes me think of back to the time where I was watching the Incredibles movie. Well, honestly, very incredible movie, but the Incredibles, you know, the family of like superpower people. You mean you killed off real heroes so that you could pretend to be one? Oh, I'm real, real enough to defeat you. And I did it without your precious gifts, your oh so special powers. I'll give them heroics. I'll give them the most spectacular heroics anyone's ever seen. And when I'm old and I've had my fun, I'll sell my inventions so that everyone can be superheroes. Everyone can be super. And when everyone's super, <laughs> no one will be. <laughs> That same exact logic applies here, basically. If everyone and anyone who wants to be can just click their heels together, get a doctor's appointment, and decide to become a woman, then woman really does have no definition. But unfortunately, the left is missing the fact that men actually cannot become women. But of course, if you point this out, your transphobic, hateful, and TikTok will definitely ban your account. By the way, I'm on my third account of TikTok. I have... <laughs> A lot of experience with getting banned on TikTok. I think Matt Walsh summarized this issue the best. 
As you may or may not have heard, today is a sacred holiday called International Trans Day of Visibility. This is a day set aside to specially affirm, acknowledge, recognize, celebrate trans people. And it's good that we have a day like this because there are not enough days on the calendar specifically dedicated to honoring people uh, who, who identify as LGBT. I mean, all we have right now is International Transgender Day of Visibility and also Lesbian Visibility Day, April 26th. And uh, International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia, May 17th. And of course, Harvey Milk Day, May 22nd. And Pansexual and Panromantic Visibility Day, May 24th. And obviously Pride Month in June, followed by Bisexuality Day, uh, September 23rd. And then obviously Bisexual Awareness Week, September 23rd to September 30th. And National Coming Out Day, October 11th. Pronouns Day, October 16th. National LGBT Center Awareness Day, October 19th. Spirit Day, October 20th. Intersex Awareness Day, October 26th, Asexual Awareness Week, October 23rd through the 29th, um, and Transgender Day of Remembrance, November 20th, and Pansexual Panromantic Pride Day, December 8th. So you see, LGBT people clearly aren't visible enough. Because, yes, trans people need to be more in the conversation. They need to, We need to hear from trans voices. We need to hear from men who are pretending that they can be women because otherwise we'll be hateful. And we're, they, are, they are on the margins and they are now in the center. Well, it seems like they're pretty darn in the center of the conversation to me. But back to Dylan. Dylan will never be a woman. He will never be a lady. He will never be a mother. He will never be a wife. And he will never be a daughter. That's just the facts. That's how it is. And the Biden administration, strategically, sure, they can keep talking about this because it's simply going to lose them votes in the polls um, and make them seem like insane radicals like they actually are and get totally shellacked and swept in the midterms that are right about coming up. But broadly, they really need to stop this messaging because while it's helping the Republicans strategically for the next couple of weeks, it's really going to hurt the definition and impression of what it means to be a woman, what it means to be an American woman. And we need to call this out for what it is. This is as bad, if not worse, than blackface. This is woman-based. This is appropriating womanhood, appropriating femininity, and fetishizing what it means to be a woman. It's disgusting. It's degrading. And this is so anti-woman that it's actually incomprehensible. Next up, we have Caitlin Rook joining us today. She is one of the youngest people running for political office. I'm so thrilled to actually have her on right before the midterm. So if you find yourself in your area and listening to the show, make sure you go vote for her because we not only need more young people in office, but more based young people in office and more female based young people in office to reclaim what it means to be a woman. Oh my goodness, Caitlin, how are you? I am doing well. Thank you for having me on. So excited. So I'm looking at your screen right now and you're in a dorm. Are you in college? I am. I am a freshman here at Carroll College in my hometown of Helena, Montana. It's it's pretty wonderful. And so you're how old? I'm 18. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So give us the rundown on who you are, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the question. So as I said, my name is Caitlin. I am 18 years old and currently I am running for the 84th House District in the Montana House of Representatives. So I got very politically involved back in 2020, everyone's favorite year on record. And from getting involved just in local grassroots groups to attending larger political conferences and eventually getting involved 
with our state legislature during the last cycle, I just really fell in love with the legislative process. And jokingly, after one of the hearings I was testifying at, a state representative came up to me and he said, when are you going to run for office? And obviously, you know, he was joking and I was like, oh, that's really funny. I would never do that. Um, 